Hello, Monetization Nation. Welcome back to the second episode with Tim Hughes. Tim is recognized by many as the world's leading expert on social selling. In our first episode with Tim, we discussed his career in social selling, common objections and mistakes in social selling, and how COVID-19 will impact businesses going forward. In today's episode, Tim shares three secrets of effective social selling and examples of good and bad social selling. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. Okay, can you share with me a story of someone that has has done social poorly? And you don't even have to use their name. We don't need to throw anybody under the bus, but can you give me an example of someone that, that hasn't done it right? I see it all the time, Nathan, I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of an organization and I have a friend who used to work there. They've just moved jobs, but um, it's the classic sales manager posts something and um, or the sales VP posts something and then everyone's basically told to go and like it. And he said, this is just isn't working. And they even paid, there was somebody in that organization who had the job title of social selling expert. And you look at the social selling experts so presence and it's like this person clearly doesn't understand anything about social selling i went into if you want another one i went into another organization a big big corporate and um they said and i and, and i went in and I got a meeting with the, the the guy that ran and he said can i bring in a marketing person and i said yes yeah. she said and then she said we're actually doing social selling anymore well already i said okay so i said how's it working she said oh it's brilliant just amazing I said, well, that's great. We're always looking for uh, examples of where, you know, good response with social selling. I said, tell us what you're doing. She said, well, we've got a team, um, global team who do social selling. And what they do is that they send brochures to people through emails. I said, oh, that's great. So I said to the, turn to the general manager next to me. I said, so when you get an email, what do you do? He says, I just delete them. So I, I looked at the marketing lady and I said, so when you get an email, what do you do? She said, I just delete them. And then they looked at each other and I said, so how is it going? They said, it's actually going really shit. I said, well, there you go. It's like, you know, it's just pushing it's out. Selling. Yeah. It, 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 well, it's on social, isn't it? And we're selling, you know, it's like, no, this is, you know, just pushing out brochures. You know, brochures don't, brochures don't create sales. Conversations create sales. The trust and the likability that comes from those conversations causes the sale. Yes. But, you know, the thing is, the, the important thing is to trust because we've actually bought things from people we don't like. So, so it's not it's not just important to, to, to be liked. It's also be, to be trusted because there's people that I trust, but I dislike them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've bought I mean, I, you know, I've bought a number of cars from a particular dealer and I did not like the salesperson, but I trusted him. Yeah, that's right. All right, so I liked those stories. Can you share with me a few stories of companies that did it well, that, that have effectively used social selling and seen a good ROI from it? Um, yes. Um, a lot of the people that we work with, work on, we work under NDA because obviously we're getting a competitive advantage or they're getting a competitive advantage. We, we've just done some work with a drones company. What they've... What they've done is that we we've they actually ran an advertising campaign um, at the same time, and um, they actually stopped that pretty quickly. 
what we've done is that we've taken just um, six people in three months. So it was just a pilot of six people in three months. Um, in that three months, they've got 26,608 likes and 2,688 comments. So that's about 30,000 interactions. So that's 30,000 interactions. So remember an interaction on social is your opportunity to have a conversation. Yeah. So even if you took out 20% of those because they were mates liking your stuff, that's still not a massive opportunity to have conversations with people. Um, they got just under 2 million views um, and they've grown their network by about 5,000 people. So think of that as increasing your email database by 5,000, except with an email database, you don't know the people, but with on social, you actually know them, you've had an interaction, they may know you, like you, trust you. Um, if, if they had done those 30,000 um, interactions and they basically used pay-per-click, for drones, a pay-per-click is about, um, I'm working in pounds here, but it's about $15. Um, and so therefore those 30,000 clicks would have cost them something like 400, uh, $425,000. And they, yeah. I can tell you, they they paid they paid ROI. they paid less than 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 that. So um, they they're in a situation now where they've won. Obviously, it takes time with sales, um, but they've won one PO and they've so they tripled their sales qualified leads. Um, so I think they were looking to get before we started working with them, they were looking to get four SQLs a week. Um, no, sorry, they were getting four SQLs a week. They wanted to get seven, and I think they're getting now um, twelve or fourteen or something. But I mean, it's it's you know, the thing is, is it's it's kind of off the scale. I mean, we always say to people that we can increase your revenue by thirty percent and reduce your sales cycle by forty uh, percent, and it it always happens. Always, I've never been, uh, and I challenge people. You know, um, I it's obviously we empower people. So we're totally reliant on the sales force to, to, to make those changes, but we always transform and we always meet those figures. Um, there's another company, I haven't got the figures with me. They've just come in and we've got 100% ROI. Love it. It's, it's transformation. I mean, it's just, you know, bigger than our widest dreams. I mean, I mean I've, our, our chairman actually says, you can't say it's got 100% ROI because no one will believe you. So that's um, a money machine, right? 100% ROI means you put $1 in and you get $2 out, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, why would we ever not want to do that? And, and then we could put a million dollars in. At that point, we don't even have an advertising budget because you can just... you. Can, well, it's a money machine. You just keep giving me millions of dollars and I keep giving you um, millions of dollars back. I mean, right. it's... All right, let's talk about KPIs. So what are the most important metrics for people to track in their social social selling to help uh, measure whether or not they're doing a good job? So um, we, we measure two things. Um, generally, internally, internally, I measure revenue and I measure inbound. Um, with clients, generally what we get them to do is create a campaign code. And there tends to be two campaign codes. We found that this works best. One is 
businesses is being found from um, through social and one is business that's been influenced through social. And the reason for that is a number of our clients, for example, can have sales cycles that can be 183 days or something like that. Obviously, I'm yeah. being precise because I know one that has got 183 days. Um, and and so it could be that what, what happens is that person puts out a post, they get a response, they get um, they got an opportunity. That's the campaign code where it's um, it's found um, through social. Whereas influence may be what we're going to do is we'll go into a particular account and connect to lots of people and grow our influence in that particular account. Though the opportunity may have come in um, um, through inbound or something like that. Which technologies and platforms are most important to use to help optimize our social selling? Um, so I'm 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 not a big technology user. So I use LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, we're actually now using Clubhouse quite a lot. Um, but from a tool perspective, we use Slack. I run the business on Slack. Um, I did some work at my previous corporate corporate company where we used a Slack type product, and we increased productivity by twenty five percent. So you get an extra twenty five percent of employees for free. So I immediately, as soon as we started the business, I said, we're using Slack and I hate email anyway. So uh, um, I use a product called Passel, which is something which is a way of creating um, blogs very, very quickly. Um, I must admit that people often when that, when I say that, they think I'm saying it creates the blog for you. It doesn't. Um, but it, it, it's a, 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 a quick mechanism. Um, I use things like subtitle as a way of putting subtitles on, on videos. We make sure that we're mixing up content. They're the ones that otherwise we're not, we're not really big tech users and we kind of don't need to be. Yeah. Um, you, you know, what we're doing is that we're going out and having conversations with people. And apart from using something like Buffer to schedule something, we don't use a lot of automation. and We actually keep away from it. Yeah. If you had to, if we titled this, episode the five secrets of social selling yeah what would you say would be your five secrets of social selling um so always with social selling there's three things that you need to do there's there's three things that anybody who's watching this need to go away and um and and implement um the first thing is that you need to have a what's generally called a biocentric profile and what that means is it's not a profile where you say how great you are and um, how many times you've met, uh, you've, you've made President's Club and, um, and your company, your product. You need to put yourself in your buyer's shoes and say, OK, if I was a buyer, what would I be looking for in a person that's going to that, that is going to help me? Now, remember. Remember, a buyer is looking for help. They're not looking for someone to sell them something. Right. So the mistake, again, that people make is they think this is about selling. It's not. You, you need to, you, once you get, this is about you getting a conversation with a person. Once you get to the conversation, the person will give you permission about whether you, whether, whether you can pitch or not. But you need to get to the conversation. So, um, uh, another mistake that people make is that they think that everybody they talk to, they have to sell to, and they don't. We see there being three types of people. One is someone you can sell to. 
One is someone that you can basically get a referral from. So they may say, I'm not the person you need to talk to, but you need, you need to talk to my brother-in-law. He's actually looking for this right now. And the other person is what we call is someone with a big mouth, which is somebody that will actually take your insights and your influence and share it through their network. So first thing you need is a, is a biocentric profile. Um, we teach people how to use things like storytelling um, and how to use things like the limpet brain to get people to actually walk towards you rather than walk away. Priscilla McKinney, um, Eric Doyle, um, Adam Gray, Alex Lowe, my LinkedIn profile are, are, are great examples of that. Vanessa Gartel's um, uh, LinkedIn profile are all examples of what we see as good, look, good, like, good looks like. So if you go to DLA Ignite LinkedIn um, business page and then you check the people that are working for us, we all should be the high watermark. Um, the next thing you need is a network. This is not a bunch of contacts. These are people that you can, um, in a, it's, you don't necessarily need to have a telephone conversation with them, but you kind of need to know them and remember everybody that you connect to on social is, um, don't treat it as a sale, treat it as a way of a means of you getting a conversation. As soon as you go onto social and start selling what you'll find. So anybody who comes to me in pictures, I block. I mean, it's, it's a straight, straightforward. Um, and because what they're doing is that they're killing the platform. Um, and so, but people can come to me and have a conversation. Um, and you need to build a network and your network needs to be as big and as wide and as varied as you can have it. So for example, BMW is a client of ours. They have a hundred thousand employees. Um, so to sell into BMW, you need to probably be connected to a thousand people. And quite often, you're, you're, if you talk to, um, we were doing some work with a client where we de-risked their um, forecast by using social. And they were selling to the pizza company Domino's Pizza. And they said, oh, yeah, it's a done deal. It'll happen this quarter. I said, it won't. And they said, why not? I said, because the salesperson isn't connected to anybody in Domino's Pizza. If the salesperson isn't connected to anybody on LinkedIn, there's no relationship there. And it didn't happen. And, and now every, every sales leader needs to be in a situation that whenever they run a deal review about an account, they need to be saying the first question is, how many people are you connected to in this account? So we use this example of um, Eric Doyle, who works for me. Um, we wanted to see how many people he could connect to um, in Wood Group, which is a local company to him in Aberdeen in Scotland. Um, and he got 555 in three days. He's now connected to a thousand people in there. He's connected to the whole of the board in the UK and the US and the CEO in the UK and the US. Now, has he got an opportunity to sell in there? Yes, he has, because he's connected to people, therefore he's got yeah. his influence. I mean, it, it could be, you could call this account-based marketing or account-based selling, but at the end of the day, it's about, you know, having one or two people doesn't, isn't enough anymore. Um, and, you know, this supply chain company that we're working with where they say there's a there's 100 people that make decisions. So you've got to be connected to more than 100 people. So the third thing is a network. The, the, sorry, the second thing is a network. The third thing you need is content. And what we've done is that we've actually done a, um, we've done research in terms of what content works and what content doesn't work. And unsurprisingly, um, what content doesn't work is advertising because no one's interested in your products or services um, and corporate content. Anything that where it says um, our, our, our company is great, buy our product because we're great. No one's interested. What people are interested in are your people. 
and your people are your unique selling point. In fact, your only unique selling point today. And the more humanized that you can be with your content, the more engagement you get. Now, quite often people say that likes and comments are vanity. It's rubbish. Likes and, com and comments are actually your opportunity to have a conversation. And we know that conversations create sales. So we, I, we, we, do, we do a presentation, I do it a lot, where um, we show Eric, um, Eric posts something um, on um, LinkedIn. It was about his son's birthday. His son Austin is 16. Uh, has a COVID birthday, so they went to the beach. So you can imagine 16 year old, the last thing he wants to do is be with his boring old dad. Um, he wants to be out with his mates, but he has to go to the beach. Um, so Eric takes some photos, he puts them up on, um, um, on LinkedIn. Um, and I think he gets 168 uh, likes or comments, about 10,000 views. Um, and we see a lot, that, a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, but the thing is, is that we have a methodology behind that. It's a strategy. He knows why he's posted it. Now, it only took him 10 minutes to post that. But off the back of that, he got 184 leads. He got six C-level meetings. Um, he's had two proposals off the back of that and one purchase order. And it took him 10 minutes. Now, there is not one single demand generation um, uh, method out there, cold calling, advertising, email marketing, that can get you six C-level meetings, two proposals and one purchase order in 10 minutes. Yeah, that's right. And this is this is this is this is transformational. Now, you know, when when you when you when we show that to people and they say, oh, we're all over social at the moment, and we say, this is what Eric got from one post, it goes quiet. And that this is what you could be doing, and you could scale this across the whole of your organization. And this is the difference between doing social and digital dominance. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom today. This is so valuable. I, you know, it's been great fun. Thank you for researching. And thank you for buying the book, reading it and researching this stuff. And thank you so much for that. We talk about tectonic shifts and social selling is definitely one of these tectonic shifts. And if people uh, enjoyed what you talked about and would like to connect with you and your organization, they can definitely buy the social selling book. And I highly recommend this. This is a great book. Um, in addition to that, uh, how else can people connect with you? So Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers, the book is available on Amazon worldwide. Um, uh, there's uh, over uh, 105 star reviews, or there was last time I looked. In terms of finding me, I'm Timothy Hughes or Tim Hughes on, um, on LinkedIn. I'm Timothy underscore Hughes on uh, Twitter. Um, so that's the best way. And if they could write a, um, I get, loads and loads and loads of connection requests from people. If they could basically write a, a little introduction that says, Tim, I heard you on uh, Nathan Gwillem's um, uh, podcast. Um, I thought you were great. Okay, you don't need to write that bit, but I heard you on Nathan Gwillem's uh, podcast. Um, uh, can I connect then? Then that'll be great. Do you sell your courses online? I would love to take a course from you about social selling. Is there something like that I can sign up for? Um, we, we don't sell them online kind of at the moment. Um, we don't sell them on our website. Generally, we would expect someone to approach us. Um, and our go-to-market is, is through, we have partners and resellers. So I have 
Um, I have three resellers in the States. I've got a reseller in South Africa. I've got a reseller in Portugal. Um, so we've got resellers all over the world. Um, and the idea of that is that it provides us with scale. Um, and these people are, if you pardon the expression there, we've created Tim Hughes's across the, the world. Uh, and the, what we do when we trans, transform people is that they go through our social selling program. And the, the importance of our social selling program is it's about change. So they have a group session and we have to keep groups to low at 10 people because this is about change, habit change and mindset change. Uh, the first session is about your profile because that's the most important thing that you need to sort out. The second one is about connecting to people. The third session is about um, being found. And we also do a piece on Twitter on that because it's important that you're not just on LinkedIn. Uh, the fourth session is about growing your influence. And the fifth session is about um, creating content. And all the salespeople come out of that having written a probably about 300, 500 word blog between each of those sessions we do one-to-ones and the reason for that was when I worked at a big corporate I would run group sessions to people and someone would come up to me in the corridor a week later and say you know I was nodding and saying I knew what you were talking about I haven't got a clue can I buy a coffee and can you talk through it and and what we find is it's at the one-to-ones where we get the you you get the most um, movement of people because everybody learns at a different rate but the key thing is it's based on we're getting what we're doing is that we're creating change through the people because we've got to get them to come out the other end, not just knowing, but doing. Um, so one of the first sessions is about about your um, your profile. So your summary title on your LinkedIn profile is the most visible thing about you on the Internet. If you Google your name. It will show your name, your photo, and that summary title. Your job is not to bore people with saying, I'm a sales director or sales VP. Your job is to get people to go, oh, my God, what's that? I'm going to look more of that. Which is why if you look at Priscilla McKinney's title or Doyle's title or Adam Gray's title or Vanessa Gartel's title, what you'll do is you'll go, wow, what's that? Look at my title. You're, you know, you and, and that's about curiosity and then getting them to, to, to look at your summary, which again is written using storytelling techniques. This is appealing to your limpid brain and getting a gut reaction inside of you to say that person looks interesting. Or at the end of the day, what we're doing is that we're going online and we're we're judging what a person is like by looking at their 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 not just their their passive profile, but also their their um their active profile, um, their active, um, what, they're, what they're posting on, on social. So your key thing, if you think about an organization that's going to buy, so we're going to buy uh, and we're going to look at three companies. So what we'll do is we'll get the salesperson up in those three companies. And what you want the person to do is to spend all the time reading your company's salesperson's profile going, that person looks like they're going to look after us. Yeah. That person is the person that's going to, you know, and at that point, you're already ahead. 
because they may say we're going to talk to all three, but they're going to go into the meeting saying Tim Hughes's profile is of by you know he looks like a great guy. Well, the other people like you know so you, well, there's salespeople that have got things like um, Presidents Club for four years in a row. Once I get my teeth into a um, a customer, I never let them go. Either either I'll die or they'll die, and it's like. <laughs> Do you realize that when a customer reads that, what they think? I know, I know sales leaders and, oh, yes, that's really great and match it. But yeah, but, but a, a buyer, a buyer they won't yeah. do business with them. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, it's so that's that's what we do with the program. And what we do is that we make sure that they that people step through and they they move forward step by step and, it, and they're doing it and they're getting the the training and the coaching um, from from experts who know about social selling and probably are experts in their vertical as well. And they're walking through that. And, and the idea is at the end of it, they will walk out and actually have a, a change in the way they work. Sounds I will always find that someone will find it difficult all the way through, you know, whether it's connecting to people. Um, you know, some people come to me and say, I can't connect to strangers. And we, we talk about it. I have some people that say I can't write, which is rubbish because salespeople are the best communicators in the world. We were always writing emails, trying to get, you know, when I worked at the previous company, there was never any resource. So you're always writing to your managers explaining why your deal had to have the resource put on it. I mean, you know, we're great, great at it, but people think the content is like a 2000 word um, white paper. The thing about 2000 white um, word white paper is we go that's interesting we put it in that folder on our desktops that says i'll read it when i'm dead whereas if i send you a 300 word blog or a 500 word blog you'll read it now yeah. because you know it's not going to take you much time and and all of these steps everybody can do this thank you so much tim for sharing your stories and knowledge with us today here are some of my key takeaways from this episode number one we should humanize our content Number two, focus on what a buyer is looking for in our profiles. They're probably looking for help and probably not for our company brand product or services. Number three, having a large network of people who like us and trust us will allow us to sell more easily. When we have connections to the people we are selling to, they are more likely to buy from us. Number four, if our content focuses on people instead of products, we will have more engagement. If you've enjoyed this interview and want to learn more about Tim or connect with him, you can find him on LinkedIn or visit dlaignite.com. And I will include links to both of those in the blog post for this episode. Did you like today's episode? Then please follow these channels to receive more free digital monetization content. Number one, get a free monetization assessment of your business or subscribe to the free monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Number two, you can subscribe to the Monetization Nation podcast or YouTube channel. And number three, you can follow Monetization Nation on Instagram and Twitter. What results have you seen from social selling? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thank you for joining us today. I wish you success in achieving your monetization goals. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.